Yeah, so, you know, just kind of adding more onto that point, if you're at a place in your life where you have the opportunity to get, uh, to share something in your heart, an important lesson, uh, an experience and a testimony, whatever it is, I want to encourage you to share that, to share that with some other people and to, um, yeah, also want to continue to share about kind of how I'm thinking through a lot of this. I want to get into something kind of interesting for other people listening. When you have a, uh, like a new venture, like I have right now, is a new venture, and it's something that doesn't interest people. Like, you're sharing it with your target audience target market and they're saying they're not even saying anything they're not responding to you or they're yawning when you're giving your pitch or they just they just don't care you want to be able to study their body language when you share it and when you can see in their body language and their vocal intonation their level of excitement their 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 gestures if you will You'll begin to identify, and it'll be very, very clear as to whether or not they are going to support what you're doing. So one of the biggest things that you can do to give yourself a better chance at success is early on when you're having those customer interviews or prospect customer interviews to really understand, you know, client, consumer, whatever, to really understand delusional optimism that what you're doing is actually adding value to their life and when you go about it and you think it is and you want to will and to believe in reality that somehow they're gonna like it when clearly they don't like it um, or there's or they're giving you false positives you got it I mean I'm just saying you might not know there's a lot of there's not a lot but there's some important tactics there's like you know the mom test that they, that they call it, and there's other things you can do to try and gauge genuine interest levels. And then, of course, the thing that speaks even louder than that is a demo of the product and seeing how their customer experience, client or consumer uh, response is post, you know, post-product experience during that obviously is more important, I think, and the pitch, because that's ultimately, you know, well, or at least as important. I mean, that, yeah, I'd say more important because that's ultimately what they're going to be using or consuming or buying or doing. So uh, I think that I mean, I think that. Yeah, I guess what I think is once that is made clear and you get that feedback from the customer, client, consumer, then you're able to go ahead and determine 
what it is that you're going to do next. And when you're deciding what you're going to do next, you typically have three options. One of the options is you can choose to persevere and keep doing what you're doing. Number two is you could pivot. Meaning that you can change what you're doing either and you can pivot in really three ways underneath the pivot. Who you're talking to as a customer, client, or consumer, or who you're presenting, like, like okay, who you're talking to, so your audience, right? You can change your audience, or you can change your offer. Uh, and then, of course, your, you know, your distribution channel, but that matters a little more when you're at a little larger scale. So you change your offer, which would involve, I guess, modifications in your product, service, or pitch when you're talking to that audience or you can switch your audience. So really you've got a few different ideas on uh, on, how, on how you can change or adapt, if you will, as you're going forward in your venture. And so the last thing is obviously perish, which would mean, you know, to, to just, you know, stop. But really what we see is the entrepreneurs who are experiencing more revenue and profits in their company they're running experiments more frequently now what I mean by more frequently is there's literally studies I don't have a quote in front of me but there's actual you know proof that the those who are getting their offers tested and revised and iterating based on feedback in more aggressive cycles and pattern matching things well are making more uh, money in less time. And I can think of plenty of examples of this, but I think Google really sets a great standard of when they were first competing for the first, for the search engine market, understand they had a, a handful of competitors and they could you know run laps around them. they could come out with multiple new versions uh, in less time and they typically you know nowadays with the amount of data and stuff they're able to like capture that deep data and make decisions and optimize based off of that instead of just like loose opinion and really create a a user experience or user journey that's that's tailored to the preferences of the end customer. I think AI is going to play a key role in that too in the future, along with uh, you know big but also well filtered, high quality data. And the last thing I want to say is.
last thing I want to say is if you're running an awesome business venture advice I got from a friend he does you know 25 million dollars revenue in a year his company small family owned private well, I don't mean small it's not a small it's like got 25 30 plus employees but I mean like privately owned you know like it's family style business and I was just absolutely amazed absolutely amazed by the amount of, by this just simple advice. It was, you know, build something people really, that's really attractive to people. And once they find it really, you know, you know, like when you keep your head down and you're working hard, that other people want to be involved in what you're doing. And then another friend said, you know, it's cool to consider even hiring and bringing people onto your team who's, when your product is solving a personal problem for them because they're gonna care more about it or the vision and mission has special meaning to those people. And really, I just had this profound impact by that. And so, And so, I feel like what we can do with our life is create a compelling offer and then it will attract more people to want to be involved in what you're, what you're doing. And that goes for the investor, you know, and that's funny all the way around because think about it. That if you have something that's attractive to people, they know it's gonna do well, they already see the desire for it. People don't just have a desire, but they have a real need underneath that, and you're seeing that take effect at a small scale, because as it is small, so is it large. So when it's performing well in that sense, then you really got then you really got yourself in a much better place. Now here's what I want to say. Uh, then it becomes easier. Like raising money from an investor becomes easier because you might think, oh, well they're you know risk takers, they're venture, whatever. But honestly, they're a lot more conservative than you think. And they have a lot of questions that they ask when they're pre-qualifying or any angel, any intelligent business person is asking himself before they invest money into a venture. And a customer, you know, depending on what your offer is, is going to, you know, do a little research to see if they want to, what? Invest their money into your product to experience whatever, you know, whatever your promise is after it's fulfilled through your marketing campaign. 
And then there's the last person, which is the, uh, I guess, well, not the last person, but obviously the, the employee also is not in any way, shape, or form. They're all to be treated with tremendous respect and honor the company culture values. But at the same time, like, they're going to want to join what you're doing when you have a compelling vision, mission, and values. And when you have those three things and then you have a great product, service, maybe something either they themselves like or they deeply see the potential and the need for it. And so they believe in it and they get on board. Maybe it's a co-founding partnership or maybe it's a couple of early employees. But that's when you really got something interesting going. And that's, that's a really great place to be. And not only is that a great place to be, it's actually a phenomenal place to be because if you have a, a venture and it's not 